this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the AfterBuzz TV AEW Dynamite After Show, and we are coming to you live from all across the globe. And have we got a show for you. We're going to talk all about tonight. We're going to talk all about Double or Nothing. And we even got the Elite of the Week. But before I get started, let me introduce to you the amazing panel I get to work with tonight. First and foremost, she is the indie darling herself. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Anissa Barr. Hi. How's it going? I'm an 8 out of 10. And with us as well is, he is typically a producer, but today he gets to join us as a panelist. He is the muscle of the AEW Dynamite show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Josh Alonzo. How's it going, guys? How's it going? Another exciting week and can't wait for this pay-per-view this weekend. He is the host of the WWE pay-per-view shows as well as a host on After 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. When he's not in the ring devastating people, he's on After Buzz TV. Let's hear it for George Hermosa. Yeah, that is actually the only two things I do with my life. It's either wrestling in the ring or After Buzz. How'd you know? It's it's true, because I follow you. Wow. And also, so we have... We have in the producer chair today, it's Rye Guy in the booth. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? I'll take that as a yes. And I am your benevolent host. I'm great. Fancy farmer. They call him the Barker Farmer. He is Jack Farmer. <laughs> it's the big dog, big dog Roman Reigns hanging out on the show. <laughs> you guys, we got a crazy show tonight. We got stuff to talk about. We got predictions. But before all that, give me your overall thoughts. George, you're the guest. You get to take it away first. What did you think of the show? I mean, it's a bit, it's a good show. I don't think there's anything. I, I, I don't I don't take into consideration all the quarantine stuff. It's a wrestling show. Like I love wrestling. It, it's you know, and, and, and I or I actually I would say I do take that into consideration as far as like I'm not gonna hold it to a lower standard or higher standard at all. But for these quarantine shows, I mean, I think AEW is always consistently good. And I think tonight was no different. All right, what about you, uh, Josh? 
I thought it was a good send-off show. Definitely some good matches hyping up the storylines and everything to what's coming up on Saturday. So it's a good progression to everything that's going to go on. So overall, it's a really great show. That's two two really great shows so far. Anissa, are they going to go for the turkey? I don't know what that means. But yeah, I think that the show was really great. Hey, I'm younger than all of you guys. I don't know. I knew what a turkey was when I was like 16. A turkey is the greatest achievement you can achieve in all of sports. There's no, nothing greater. I think even uh, Cody Rhodes would say that a turkey is more important than being the AEW champion. Uh, well, I'm a vegetarian, so I ain't eating any turkey. <laughs> but- well, it's a, well, it's a good thing it's a bowling reference, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the so- show was great with a turkey or without a turkey. <laughs> So I, I thought it was a, a fun time too. Uh, lots of good stuff. I noticed that the, the crowd, you mentioned the, the coronavirus. I, meant, I noticed the crowd had masks on uh, today. It makes me think that maybe AEW has heard people saying that they feel like there's some risk with the crowd being so close together. Uh, smartly branding their masks, which I'm sure you can get for 20% off at shopaew.com during their double or nothing sale. That's right, folks. I'm a sellout. I'll sell anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of selling things, we had a main event tonight. We had Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy or Damascus. I don't know. I can't tell them apart. They look the same, if you ask me. Uh, Let's go ahead and start with with Josh. What did you think of these two? Did you feel like this was a good main event for their go-home show? Do I think it's a good main event match? Not necessarily. Do I think it's a great match? Yeah, you could say that. I feel like as far as just like you know, rearranging some of the matches and everything. I felt like the uh, the tag team match between uh, Hikaru Shida and Chris Stadlander versus uh, Nia Rose and uh, Britt Baker would have been a perfect main event. But that's just my opinion. Overall, the match was great. And the blow off at the end with having both teams battle out within the football stadium was great. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage... All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So good match overall. Think of it as main event. Not really. Uh, Anissa, do you agree? I, I, I kind of parked my car in the same garage as Josh there. I, th- I, I, like, this t- I like this match. It actually felt like a, a mid-card pay-per-view match because like, they've been kind of teasing a little bit. Did you like seeing them have their match today or did you think they should have saved it? Um, no, I mean, the match was fine. It really fit into what happened, obviously, at the end of the show. So I think obviously that's the reason why they made it as a main event. But if it was any other episode of AEW, I think this uh, match would have been the first uh, match of the show. George, how do you feel about Matt Hardy and the broken Matt Hardy character and Damascus? And uh, I don't know if it's Damascus or Damascus. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but uh, broken Matt Hardy. Are you a fan of broken Matt Hardy? 
A hundred percent. Absolutely. I think broken Matt Hardy and the Matt Hardy whole universe thing has been the absolute best thing to ever happen at impact wrestling. If that, if Matt Hardy or if broken Matt Hardy did not exist in impact wrestling, they would be out of business. But just to, just to contradict what you guys were saying, you guys are absolutely crazy because the biggest, what's the biggest uh, criticism that AEW has one of the, uh, these days that every single one of their big money main events are all former WWE guys. So I am a big fan of putting in somebody that is new to a lot of people's eyes that has not been in that AEW, I'm sorry, in that WWE, that WWE bubble, put them into the main event of an AEW because that's how you get these guys over. You put these guys over. So yes, maybe Sammy Guevara isn't a main event level, but how is he going to get to that main event level if you don't put him in a main event? That's a that's a really good point. And to throw it back over to Josh, how about do you feel? I think George made a lot of good points there. Do you think though that having Sammy Guevara in these matches builds him up, or do you think him coming out on the losing end hurts him long term? I think in long term it wouldn't hurt him as much. He's still a young star and he's still growing as a talent as well. But putting him against a notable name like Matt Hardy can raise the stock. I mean, we've talked about this several times over the weeks where we have a familiar name versus a name that we might have not heard of or not at least the, I guess the mainstream audience have not heard of because they're from the independent scene. But I think sticking someone like Matt Hardy with Sammy Guevara would be great just to raise the stock in a little bit. But I just you know, disagreeing with George, it's just one of those things where it just, it didn't feel like a main event match. We know why they put it in the end, as what Anissa said, but overall, the match just didn't feel like a main event. Like, agreeing with what you guys said, this, in any other week, this would have been the first match, but because of the instances of the pay-per-view, it's got to be the main event. And speaking of that pay-per-view, as we've alluded to before, they made their way on over to the stadium where the Jaguars play, and they had a little bit of a teaser of the stadium showdown. Is the stadium showdown? Stadium stampede match uh, where they, they brawled it out a little bit. Kenny Omega with the perfectly ripped shirt getting baseball batted before the Young Bucks made their return. Anissa Barr, I know you're a big Young Bucks fan. Did you pop when they uh, showed up? Um, kind of, I was like, oh, that's cool. But like, I, I more was sh- uh, excited and the fact that they told us there was going to be a ring in the middle of the football field. They didn't really say that before, but now they're saying that I'm like, oh, okay, now this is gonna be a little bit more interesting. But I mean, seeing Hangman Page gives me a little relief because now I know that he's not going to be the surprise entrance of the Casino Battle Royal because if he was, I'd be heck really annoyed. Now, that surprises me, though, because there's a few things I know about Anissa Barr. One, she likes death matches. She likes barbed wire. She likes things getting out of control. So for you to sit here and tell me, I'm excited they're going to be in a ring. That that feels out of character. And he says that. Well, it's something that it's something that I've never seen before a ring inside a football field like live. Actually, I'm sure, of course, it's happened before at, you know, Obviously, it's happened before, but with no crowd, that's going to be interesting to me. Very good. Point. I I loved watching Hangman sprint down the uh, the field. That was one of my favorite parts of the mat of the of the night. Just the Wait, little thing. Did he did he actually go the full hundred yards? Because See, that's yeah. See, I because, don't know. 
because the, the tricky thing, the good thing was about this was they had something going on, I guess, in the front view of the camera where you couldn't notice what was going on in the back field of it. So who knows if you could have been standing there the whole time or if you really ran that 100 yards. I am super impressed if you did. Yeah. And Cowboy Boots. <laughs> I would totally be like, like, if I did that, you'd see me just like sweating. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, George, now are, it's we got the elite versus the inner circle. Now, we haven't, I haven't had, had the chance to talk to you about AEW in a long time. Are you a fan of either of these teams, both of these teams? Where do you stand on the inner circle versus the elite? I'm a big fan of the inner circle because this is probably, and we say it every two years, every three years, this is probably the best Chris Jericho we've seen um, mm-hmm. ever. You know, it's, it's a reinvention. It's new. So, and, and, and especially hearing him on his podcasts, like he's all about putting the young guys over it, with the exception of swagger. It, it's, it's a lot of these, you know, uh, Guevara and LAX, like these are guys that, that benefit from being uh, put together with Jericho. And then you have, you know, uh, the elite, Young Bucks are always great. I'm still not really sold on Adam Page, but I know what they're trying to do with that storyline and him and Omega and whatnot. But and Omega, I think, is finally becoming the Kenny Omega that we know that can go. So yeah, I mean, either way, I, I think this is a perfect uh, clash of of just two different groups with two different ideologies. I, I, I'm really excited for this for this stadium stampede. George, you're two steps forward, one step back. How dare you say anything negative about Hangman Adam Page? He's one of my favorites. Uh, but uh, but I, I like where they're going with him. Is he a part of the team? Is he not a part of the team? Uh, I think as far as, like, uh, the rules of this match go, I don't really know exactly. What the, it sounds like it's just falls count anywhere, five-on-five five tag team uh, match in a whole stadium, which I think should be exciting. Now, it's this weekend, double or nothing, Everyone, if you want to buy it, you can go pre-order today. Right, let's just dive into a prediction on this one. We've got the, the elite. We've got the inner circle. Who's coming out on top? We're going to start with you, Josh. Who's winning this match? Oh, I think I think the, I think the, I think the elite are going to have to take this one just to you know, get over one on the, uh, the evil inner circle, as they say. So I think my pick's going to be the elite. How about you, Anissa? Do you agree? Yeah, I do, because we've seen the inner circle pretty much dominate AEW um, for a very long time, and I think now's the time for the Elite to uh, win. George Ramosa, we got two for two for the Elite. Are we going for three? Absolutely not. It's got to be the inner circle. This is the only group that have been together every single week. Where has Hangman Page been? Where has Nick Jackson been? There's no cohesive unit with anymore. You got this this you know who knows what's going on with the hangman page and you know, like i said like i mentioned before and don't forget they're the tag team champions but we don't know if they're even on the same page inner circle are consistent every single week they got their own shirts they got their own uh you know track suits they got their own little marching thing that they're going it's got to be the inner circle because they're the closest thing that we have to a cohesive unit in aew I am with you on that one, George. I think the inner circle has to win because without having a title in their camp, they need something to give them a win. And I got a sneaky feeling that double or nothing is going to be the moment that hangman Adam Page finally decides he's better off on his own and he takes it to the elite and he leaves him in the dust and he becomes a better man for it. I think that I think that's what's gonna happen. I'm with George on this one. I think we're split, we're split down the middle. Rye guy. Flip a coin. Are you going inner circle or are you going elite? 
You gotta break the tie, buddy. Elite, 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 elite. I'm going elite. That's the last time I asked for your opinion. But Darn. <laughs> but while I have you on the line, Ryan, if you could do me a big favor, you see, every time we have a show, we like to let everyone know where they can find us and other shows like us. Can you let everyone know, Ryan? Yes, absolutely, Jack. Thank you guys so much for tuning into AfterBuzz TV. This is the ESPN of TV Talk. Please hit that thumbs up button. Give us a like on YouTube. Comment below your thoughts on AEW. And check out all of our other after shows on AfterBuzzTV.com. We have over 500 after shows. Um, tons of different channels. Also got our sister networks, Popcorn Talk and Black Hollywood Live. Uh, as back to this show, you can go on iTunes, support us there, leave us an iTunes review. We will shout you out on air. It'll be like we're cutting a promo for the promo you gave us there. And lastly, thanks for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. Ding. Ding. Thank you, Ryan. That's 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 one of your true true talents there. Not picking elite versus inner circle, but definitely telling people where they can find us. Um, and shout out to everyone in the chat. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. The internet's a little tricky. I can't see who's in the chat, but I know you're there. I appreciate you. Always good to have you guys here. I'm going to check it afterwards. So very appreciated. Uh, someone who wasn't very appreciated today was one Brody Lee. He's holding the title. I don't know why no one can give him the respect he deserves. Really? Um, <laughs> uh I thought it was funny. They they teased this or they had this match. It's going to be ten versus John Moxley, and they have the little picture up. And you notice in the picture, ten has the hand marks on his chest still because I think they took the picture right after a match to, to like put all that together. Uh, I thought that was a fun a fun little deal. But we all knew John Moxley was going to win. Uh, but just to make sure we cover our bases, Anissa, he's your boy. How did you think John Moxley held up against ten tonight? I think he did totally fine. I think it's a little sad that Ten had to break, have his arm broken. But I mean, that's, you know, his fault for being part of a cult. Because um, that's what it is. The Dark Circle is a cult. And that's what you're a part of, Mr. Jack Farmer. And, um, you know, I think it's a little, I think uh, Brody Lee's been a little wuss by leaving. You would think he would just stand there and just watch John you know, beat up his guy, but he had to walk away because he's scared of him. You see, you see what Anissa did there? She already predicted the future. She she kind of like the corporation and the Ministry of Darkness combined become the corporate ministry. She said the dark circle. So imagine the dark order and the inner circle meshing as one. Oh my God. And, and I, I said that. Says it was me you all said along. dark circle. <laughs> did I? <laughs> it was me see, all along. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. The dark. It order was me, Cody. <laughs> is going to be together. Speaking of it was me, George, they've been saying Brody Lee is a bit of a knockoff of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Do you still see that? I think there was, there was some, some similarities at first, but do you still see Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon? when you see 100%. There is no doubt about it. And I think it's both good and bad. And I mean, it's entertaining. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I th- I do think they should kind of steer away from that just because I don't want them to always be a WWE knockoff or look what we're trying to parody. Uh, they should try to have their own identity, their own, you know, characters, whatnot. So it's entertaining. I think it's good for like Twitter. But when you have it on TV every week, I, I think it's a little too much. Yeah, I'd like to see him sort of segue out of it. I think it was fine to start it, but mm-hmm. I'd like to see him kind of become his own guy. Something that that Brody Lee said, Josh, that I thought was really interesting 
is he talked about how he talked, he compared the old Dark Order to the new Dark Order. Is are Evil Uno and Stu Grayson out of a job, or are they going to come back at some point? You know, it's funny. I was definitely actually thinking about that earlier. Um, I was watching this other video about the history of the Dark Order, and the funny thing was when we first saw them initially, they were kind of just like a goofy troop, just like two guys mm-hmm. and just masking and everything and just a bunch of just minions following them. But then now the whole turnaround of this is actually really interesting, and I do love it. Uh, unfortunately, Evo Wu and Stu Grayson are kind of out of the picture at this point, but I feel like if they were to incorporate them a little bit more, I think that would be beneficial for them, especially Evo Uno, because he is the main face of the stable. But ever since Brody Lee kind of came in, it's kind of stolen some of that thunder a little bit. But it'd be a shame if they're out of the group completely. But I do feel like further down the, further down the line, some storyline, they're going to be out of the group and they might have like two warring, like inner, inner uh Oh my goodness, now I want to call them inner circle now. <laughs> dark order type of factions, yeah. you know, going back and forth. Ooh, we can dark have, order dark, wolf pack. Yeah, dark oh, order exactly. Hollywood. Love it. <laughs> dark, <laughs> dark order Hollywood, dark order wolf pack. Uh, now, I, you made fun of them, Anissa, but I thought it was kind of cool how uh, how John Mox was like, I'm going to break Ten's arm. And Brody Lee was like, we all got to make sacrifices and walked off. That, you don't think that was a, a baller move for him to just leave him to get his arm broken? I thought that was more of a like a mafia move, you know. That reminded me of like like the like the cartel or the mafia, like the head leader would do that and be like, "You gotta do, you gotta do." But I'm still gonna, I, you know. Yeah, I've been watching too much Ozark recently, so I totally see what you're saying. Uh, so um, now the. Uh, now we're getting a match between Brody Lee and uh, John Moxley at Double or Nothing, and some people complain that it's too quick for Brody Lee to be getting a world title shot when he just got his foot in the door. George Moza, is that? I think it's okay. I'm happy with Brody Lee getting a shot. Do you agree with him going up the rankings when he hasn't really beaten any real talent yet? I I completely. I'm not a fan of it, especially when they emphasize how important these rankings are, how important having a win-loss record is. Like, what's the point of having that if you're not going to incorporate the win-loss records and the rankings into who's going to get the the championship? I want to see, like, more – you can use that to build storylines. Like, oh, hey, I'm the number three-ranked person. Now I'm going to do something mischievous to – face the champion who's you know you know and i'm gonna probably try to take out number one number two i thought that's how they were going to use the storyline or the the rankings not just hey he's fresh from wwe let's give him a title shot like i don't know so i'm not a big fan of him just kind of coming in for that for that i'm a fan of it if it wasn't if there was no win-loss record but because they have that and they emphasize oh my god we're gonna have a win-loss record because that matters in pro wrestling. So use it. If you're not going to use it, then don't have it. So let me ask you this. If he wasn't, if he doesn't get the shot, who should John Moxley face at double or nothing? Kenny Omega. I think they have some unfinished business coming from, uh, what was it, full gear? Um, you know, we saw that in that brutal match that everybody was talking about. Why not have it with maybe some higher stakes for the AEW World Championship? Because he's, uh, he's in the stadium stampede match. He's off the table. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you would you would book it differently from the beginning, and maybe have a mystery partner come in. Um, yeah, because you, then you'd have like, wait, is it five on five or four on four? No, it's five on five. Five, five, five on five. Five on five. 
Matt Hardy yeah. is a it's five star yeah. review on five star review for the <laughs> AW Dynamite After Show podcast. So so let's 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 jump into these predictions. Who walks out with the title? Josh Alonzo. Who's winning? Who's winning? Ooh, I mean, like you had mentioned, I was one of those people that did not agree with this booking because of Brody Lee coming in just out of nowhere. But I mean, if you're going to put him in the title picture, might as well just give him the title now, because if you really want to play up on that egotistical, like super maniacal cult leader, why not put the main title on him? And I think that would really like increase that level of just intensity that he has. So I'm freaking Brody Lee. Brody Lee. Now, Anissa Barr, I think I know what your answer is. Um, if it is who I think it is, can Brody Lee bounce back from a loss already? Yeah, I think so. Um you know, I don't think it really hurts him. I mean, of course, he hasn't really wrestled much, but I think if he loses loses the title, then he has obviously more options to go after other titles or championships, so, whatever you want to call them these days. Yeah. Right. So, and then now, now, George, you said you're none too happy about the exalted one getting in the uh, getting in this title scene already. Do you think he'll win, or do you think this is just a speed bump on the way to the next match for John Moxley? I think he should win because um, I mean I think they built it for so long. It's like it's like, and you remember this back in '96 when Hollywood Hogan was the third man. The next month he went on to become WCW World Champion. I feel like mm-hmm. you're gonna do you're gonna invest so much in Brody Lee in the Dark Order. I think he kind of has to become the, the champion, and I think it's gonna be more it's gonna be more punishment for John Moxley for crashing in on a WWE show on backstage about a month ago. I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> I think you know. I think that uh, I think John Moxley is going to win this one here. I think that it's still too early. This is his first real test, and I, I think it's too quick for him to to drop the title. And like we had all mentioned, I kind of get the feeling that there's going to be a war with the Dark Order, and I think that's where Brody Lee is going to be turning his attention to after this, as opposed to defending the title right yeah. off the bat but we'll see anything can happen speaking of anything can happen we almost got that when jake the snake robert sat exactly six feet table length away from arn anderson and it shocked me i didn't realize these two have never had a match i mean i obviously can't remember them having a match but it just seems weird george you're a wrestling historian is it weird that they've never had a match I was thinking that the very second they were stood across from each other. I'm like, I know it never happened on WWE pay-per-view. I don't even think they were on opposite sides on like a Survivor Series team. Um, yeah. And by the time that they were in WCW together, like I think Jake was doing his own thing. But yeah, like it, unless it was some random house show, but if they say they've never been in the ring together, I believe them. And if so, like, man, like imagine the match it could have been like in the late 80s and like the, the promos that it could have been. Yeah, today was good as far as promos go, but imagine if they're both in their prime, you know, pretty much jockeying yeah. for top position. Uh, man, like that that could have been amazing. I, it's one of those where I never realized this was that much of a dream match until tonight. Yeah, something that uh, Arn Anderson said that is absolutely true is that they both have credibility. And when they talked, everything they did made it sound like they were more credible. Uh, Jessica O'Connor is typically our fashion person, but speaking of credibility, Jake the Snake, socks matching the shirt. Good on him. Looking good. Uh, um, now, they teased, well, they didn't tease. We know Mike Tyson's going to be a part of this, uh, this match, but they said that some he might get involved somehow. He has free reign. I don't know what that means. Uh, he's obviously had an impact in wrestling before. Josh Alonzo, 
you know a little bit about beating people up. What do you think Mike Tyson's bringing to the match that they're hyping up with this promo? I think he might serve as a special enforcer, sort of similar to what he did with uh, Michaels and Austin back in WrestleMania. Possibly could do that or just, you know, just be just a guy just around the ringside and just presenting a belt. Who knows? Free range. We don't know. But, um, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. But I, I'm, I'm definitely going to mark out to see Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson is one of my favorite fighters of all time. But it'd be really great for you to see him just at least uh, – who would I like to see him knock out? I would like to see him knock out – you know what? I'd like to see him knock out Cody. I think that would be really interesting right there. I think that'd be so cool because it'd be kind of the reverse of what he did uh, back at WrestleMania because he, he acted like he was one of the, the bad guys and then turned out to be a, a good guy as opposed to it'd be cool to see him act like a good guy and then punch out the good guy at the end here. Uh, one of my things, one of the things Jake the Snake said, I thought was so good. People have dreams and people have nightmares, but Lance Archer is real. Uh I thought that was a cool play on American Dream, American Nightmare, Lance Archer. Good structuring of things, you say. Anissa Barr, they're going to have a TNT title. I don't know where this is going to rank. I think a lot of us call it like the, the mid-card title. Uh, I know they said in an interview that in the rankings, it's going to be people are going to rank 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then TNT title, AEW title. Without a clear delineation, can you have two titles that don't really separate themselves like a world title and a u.s title would per se i mean let's talk about wwe real quick they had a world title for like smackdown for years and then they had the wwe title on raw for years so that's what i'm looking at on what the tnt title is going to be it's going to be like like i don't want to call it the world title because the world title really means a lot you know than what you know, I don't want to compare the two, but I feel like that is what it is. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see. I, I think it'd be kind of fun if they had, had it like two world titles and you could, you didn't know which one was going to be the most prestigious. It would all be built on just how interested people are in each title. But I think I could muddy things up. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this one is... Uh, it's a good good promo. I think this is going to be one of the secret show stealers uh, of the night. Let's get right into the predictions. We'll start with Anissa. Who wins this match? Does Cody Rhodes finally get a singles title in AEW? Or does the monster Murderhawk, Murderhawk monster become the TNT champion? I think um, the Murderhawk monster will be the TNT championship because i feel that it's i'm looking at as a business side and um helping you know non known stars so i'm thinking Mm -hmm. i'm thinking more on that side right now so i think that he'll win it and uh george hermosa is is this cody's people have said this is cody trying to find a way to get himself a title is that what this is or is is lance archer going to be the first ever uh tnt (laughs) champion i wouldn't say it's cody putting himself or trying to get himself a title but i do think he should win and will win this upcoming Saturday. I feel like, like what Anissa said on the contrary, I feel like from a business standpoint, I think Cody can do a lot more and help put over some, uh, some more guys. Cause a lot of, so lot, yeah, to me, to you, to Anissa, to lot, we know who Lance Archer is. We know his history in, in TNA and WWE and new Japan, but a lot of people don't. And that's the only reason why I never had Adam page winning the, the inaugural AEW world championship uh, title. But that's why I think somebody like Cody can win it. And then he can help put over guys like Sammy Guevara or Kip Sabian, um, you know, some guys that people aren't familiar with, with him as champion. So I think Cody should win it because I think it's best for business. 
and Josh Alonzo. Do you agree, or who do you agree with? This is you're the tie splitter. Ooh, I gotta go. I I gotta go at the party at the Murder Hawk Mansion, right? I think <laughs> I think Archer's gonna win it. Yeah, I've learned never bet against very large people who call themselves the Murder Hawk Monster. Uh, but you know what? I kind of I, I kind George George and I have been uh, been right in line today because. I would love to see Cody with the title and him having to prove that he deserves it. You know, I could see everyone being like, you're only here because you're Tony Khan's boy and him kind of, I'd like to see him almost do like the John Cena open open challenge thing with the U.S. title. I was like, no, I'm going to prove I'm the champion and do something like that. I think that could be really, really fun. Um, something else was pretty fun. We saw Pac had a little promo and it was kind of weird seeing him not in his tights, which made me feel a little awkward. Uh, I don't really know where he was going with the with this promo. It seemed like he was just kind of like, "Yeah, Death Triangle is still a thing, you guys." Don't. I think don't that's what us. he's trying to refresh everybody. Like you said, don't forget us because when Felix show, uh, showed up last week, I was like, "Oh, okay." And then when Pack showed up, I'm like, "Oh, wait, quick! I totally forgot about these guys." Yeah. Did, uh, did you buy this uh, this promo, George Hermosa? I did. Uh, he's very convincing as far as being the bastard Pac. Um, but yeah, 100%. I, I, think, I think he's one of those guys that um, has taken it to another level since joining AEW. Uh, he's not, I mean, he's kind of, he hasn't changed too much of his character since the last, day of his, since the last his days of a WWE. But I think it's just on another level as far as knowing what, that he's not really limited to, to being in a cruiser rate division. Now he can pretty much take those handcuffs off and have the freedom to do whatever he wants. So, and I applaud Pac and I think he's somebody who I think is going to be a, a big star. Do you say Pac or Pac? I say Neville. Neville. Hmm. Hot uh, take. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I like hearing him talk and not in the ground, like I'm a wrestler voice, but being more of like, Hey, I mean, he still had a little bit of that, but I like him talking normal and like I said not being the guy in the tights that's just walking around being a wrestler but I you know seeing him in the scarf and stuff I thought it was cool uh, uh Josh I want to ask you about a different promo we saw today real quick uh we saw Darby Allen and he does the thing where it's all black and white and he hangs out with dudes who have pictures of other dudes on their faces it's all very artsy and it seems cool but I don't know am I crazy I feel like this is starting to get repetitive does he need to mix this up or is this cool and I'm just an old guy that doesn't get it I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call that a problem. I think that was more like a David Lynch film. It was just super confusing. Uh, him in a ladder and just him setting himself on fire. Aesthetically cool looking, but then I see what you're saying. He needs to have a voice. And I know you and I have had a discussion about this a couple weeks ago about him having at least a mouthpiece. Um, yeah, he really needs someone for him to talk. Because if he's going to be that brooding character and not say anything, he needs to leave to have a mouthpiece say something about what he's going to do like sort of similar to geez i don't know who would be a good example in this point uh i think oh now i'm trying to go through my mind of who would be a good example but i think this kind of goes back to teasing with with uh partnership with him and taz i think wouldn't fit but then maybe it could be some type of red herring and it might just attract him back i don't know now kind of thinking about it i think taz would be really great with darby allen but who knows how about i'm 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 spacing out her name and i know you guys know what what's his wife's name again she's the wrestler as well priscilla kelly priscilla kelly that's it yeah i i i think she could be a fun person to have 
palling around with him, you know, on his way to the ring and, and doing some chatting for him. Uh, so two people who didn't have time to chat because they got down to business right away. And what I thought was the match of the night, Phoenix versus Orange Cassidy. These two were so smooth together. When, when Orange Cassidy's with the right person, he has some fun matches. Phoenix always has fun matches. Um, this ended with, this had a lot of close falls. I didn't know who was going to win this one. Uh, and, uh, of course, there was some, some shenanigans at the end here. Uh, George, I'd like to ask you the, uh, the opinion questions here because you're the, the special guest. Are you an Orange Cassidy fan? 100%. I love Orange Cassidy. I think he is one of the best things in AEW every single week. He's one of those guys where, uh, and I say this all the time, even on WWE, where, you know, Zelina Vega and a few others like Asuka, where I think somebody like Orange Cassidy, any second that he's on TV, he's going to maximize his potential because there is no second wasted when he is on TV. And every single week, he does something amazing. He does something memorable. Uh, his match today with Phoenix was phenomenal. Uh, I, I'm a huge Orange Cassidy fan. So let's take that right into our predictions. There's a This was building up to the casino ladder match. That's why we saw Kip Sabian looking like a lifeguard on top of the ladder for a little bit. SC jumping him over. Uh, let's, let's go right into the predictions. The winner of this gets a shot at the at the title. They didn't actually, it just says the title, I think. Or did it say the AEW title? I'm, I'm almost sure it's going to be the AEW title just because they announced next week there's going to be a battle royal and the winner of that's going to face, they're going to be uh, face the TNT champion. Mm, so I figure it's going to be the fair. AEW world champion. Um, so I, they didn't say it. Everyone's saying this is copying uh, TLC or um, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Uh, if it is, I don't care. But they never said if it's actually cash in whenever you want. Uh, it's just the next person to get the title. Uh, Anissa, we'll start with you. Who is winning this match? We got Kaz, we got Scorpio, we got Darby, we got OC. We got just about every one of your favorite wrestlers except for Moxley in there. So you've got a tough time picking. Who do you think is going to walk away with a number one contendership? As of right now till the second, I don't know because we have a mystery person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't know who that person is. So if I say one person today, I might change my mind Saturday when that surprise entrance guy comes in. So as of right now, I will let you know next on Saturday. Would you, would you bet the, uh, would you bet that the mystery person is going to win or the field, meaning anyone else? Anyone else. Like mystery person is always like, usually the person's going to win, but you get more options with anyone else. I, okay, so I'm going to say this. I think because I really like this person a lot is going to be Darby Allen. I, for okay. some reason, I feel like I feel like a connection with Darby Allen, not in a weird way, but more of like as just just emo kids, you know, just typical, mm -hmm. us, you know, that, that type of way. So I think Darby Allen would win it because I think it's his time. I think he needs that opportunity for a title. I think a lot of people would agree with you on the connection level there. George, who do you think is winning the, this, uh, this ladder match? Because uh, I'm looking over the guy. I think if it wasn't for Darby Allen getting that initial title shot on AEW, I'd probably had him winning just because he's on TV every week. But I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm go with Luchasaurus. I think he's the guy that looks apart. Mm. People love him. People get behind him. Uh, you know, I, I think it's time for him to kind of break through. I mean, I'm not really a big, big fan of the Luchasaurus gimmick. But when you when you see his face without the mask, not that he's an ugly guy, but like, no. like he's I don't know, attractive. I, yeah, but but I'm saying like sometimes like I feel like the mask helps him in that way. But I do kind of feel like 
maybe his gimmick needs to be changed a little bit. Like you wouldn't want to see the AEW world champion Luchasaurus. Um, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I do think like if that were to happen down the road, I feel like maybe people would probably laugh at that. Maybe when when us wrestling fans know that it's not a laughing matter. But either way, I, I think it's his time. I think he's ready. I think he's very talented. I think he's got the best chance at winning this uh this double or nothing letter match. Yeah, and something to remember too is it's the shot of the title. It doesn't mean he's gonna win the title. So yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. I think a Luchasaurus versus Moxley or Brody Lee could be print print money. Uh, uh, Josh, how do you feel? You know what? I think I might go with Scorpio Sky. I think I know he had a really great match against Chris Jericho for the title a couple months back, and I think whoever wins the title match would have a great match with him, either being Moxley or Brody Lee. I think Scorpio Sky would have a great match with any of those two. So I'm gonna take my vote for Scorpio Sky. I, you know, I, I, my my gut tells me mystery person's gonna win just because it feels like it's gonna be someone mm-hmm. and they're gonna come in with a bunch of fanfare, but that feels like a cop out. So my second pick is actually Scorpio Sky as well. I predicted it before. I predicted again. He had a stare down with Brody Lee earlier. I think, I, I really think Scorpio Sky is getting built up for a, a title run. Um, we're running low on time, so we're gonna march right on into the women's tag team match. Chris Statlander and. Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker and Nyla Rhodes. I don't know. Uh, Britt Baker looked like she really hurt her leg in this one. I don't know if that was a, a legit thing or not. Yeah, but, um, I, I had to take a replay at that. When I saw that, I missed it initially. And I'm just like, what was it exactly? Then I replayed it, and it looked pretty bad. I mean, the way they did the, uh, I guess you could call it a Death Valley Driver or, a, or Burning yeah. Hammer, whatever you want to call it, Yeah. Uh, onto her knee. And that is a lot of weight going onto the knee. And it kind of looked like the knee shifted to the outside. So I'm assuming if it's something major, hopefully it's not. Something major could possibly, I want to say MCO or PCO on the outside of the knee. And hopefully she's okay. But yeah, I winced at that when I checked out the replay because it was just excruciating. That because I have a bad knee myself, so... Relatable. George, was it weird that Nyla beat the person she's going to be facing uh, at the pay per view and not pinning Statlander instead? A little bit, because I mean, I know we're also accustomed to the challenger beating the champion on the on the final show before the pay per view, but maybe that's just a sign of maybe Statlander. Even though I'm not really, oh no, uh, Sheeta, maybe Sheeta going over. Um, Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, but but I agree with you. I'm like, oh, they had the champ go over, and she's a heel champ. Um, I mean, hopefully, Sheeta wins. I'm not really a big fan of the champion right now. Yeah. So let's let's dive right into it then, Anissa. We've got the uh, for the women's title, no DQ. Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Sheeta. Who's winning that one? Um, Sheeta. I think she'll win. I think, uh, like I mentioned, couple all the time. I think Austin Kong is gonna make her return. Saturday and show up and face Nyla Rose. Interesting. How about how about you, George? You agree? I I think Sheeta will win. I think she should win. I think it all should lead up to having Britt Baker a champion, who I think is the absolute uh, face of the AEW Women's Division. So anything that we can do to get the championship on her, I mean, uh, uh, of course, hopefully she's she's you know, healthy, nothing wrong with her, with her knee. But I think the fact that Britt Banker isn't champion already, I think it's such a shame. Yeah, I 100% agree. Jo- uh, uh, Josh, what do you think? I kind of want to see Nyla Rose keep dominating. I think that would be really great. And then hopefully, like Anissa said, if we could see Awesome Khan make a return, that would be a great matchup right there. Just two, I guess we could call that the Lady Beef slap of the moment right there. I'd like to <laughs> love to see that matchup like that. 
had the, 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 the double patty slap. So uh, real quick, um, I let's also do real quick around the horn. Uh, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. I think that Britt Baker is going to win that one, assuming she's still health, healthy. Uh, George, real quick, Baker or Statlander? Baker, 100%. I do not think Statlander is ready for it. I think Baker is should be in the top spot. And Josh Alonzo? I got to agree, Baker. And Anissa? Uh, Baker, I think uh, Satellite needs to get rid of that gimmick um, and start something new. Maybe she'll win. Cool. Well, I, I absolutely agree. We have some quick, uh, real quick thoughts. We're running out of time because uh, I'm a chatty Kathy and never want to stop talking. Uh, MJF beat Marco Stump, but he's got a match against Jungle Boy. Uh, let's start again around the horn. Uh, George, MJF for Jungle Boy. MJF all the way. There's no way you can stop that momentum. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Josh, Anissa? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I have to choose MJF. Unfortunately? Yeah, MJF's, like MJF's going to the title. He's not slowing down. Uh, and then Sean Spears randomly challenged uh, Dustin Rhodes, who apparently retired, but is coming back. Um, I think Sean Spears is winning this one. Uh, any disagreements? No, Dustin. this is, this is going to be putting down the uh, old yeller moment right there, but it's going to be the saddest moment, but it's got to happen. Spears all the way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so we're running low on time. So this is where we get to the last segment of the show. It is what we call the elite of the week. And this week it is brought to you by smart button, SmartButton.com. When you need a crowd to help you out, get smart button today, visit SmartButton.com and buy yours. Tell them Jack Farmer sent you, but the elite of the week starts at number five. We're going to go with Chris Statlander. She lost, but she was the in the ring for such a long time, and she helped Sheeta in getting the <laughs> beaten up at the end there. So, Chris Statlander, you get up there. Nyla Rose, you beat your challenger right before the Double or Nothing show, so you get number four. At number three, we got MJF. No one's beating this guy, and he's taken out all of Jungle Express. At number two, we got Jan Moxley because he's cutting promos. He's beating people in matches, and he's the champion, so he should be number two. And at number one, folks, it's mystery competitor. Everyone in the casino ladder match got beat up tonight, but mystery competitor was smart, stayed under the radar, and didn't get hurt right before. And that's why mystery competitor, you're number one on the Elite of the Week this week. That's it. That's the elite of the week, folks. I think it was a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Any guesses who might be the mystery opponent, though? I'm actually kind of curious. The Invisible Drew, Man. Drew Gulak. <laughs> oh, Drew Gulak. interesting. That's, mm. He is available. Um, I don't. I don't have any idea who. Uh, so is um, Matt, aka Zach Ryder. He's available. No, he's not available. No. He's got the ninety oh. days. That's oh. yeah. They still got a little bit of time to go with that, so which is think, weird because those are completely unenforceable. I don't know why wrestlers listen to those because they're, they're still getting paid. Oh well, in that case, I would listen to it too. Uh, <laughs> I would like to see Rockstar Spud, but he's is this you know we don't know that situation. So yeah, yeah. So I would like it to be Sting, and I'd like him to win. It's not going to be Sting, but. Um, so that's all the time we have but before we go anisa can you let everyone know where they can find you online yes on instagram and twitter at anisa bar with three r's at the end and josh alonzo you guys can find me on twitter instagram and tiktok at j-o-j-o-a-l-3-2-3 
And George Hermosa. You can follow me at G Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A with one A at the end. And Ryan in the booth. <laughs> at R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N on Twitter, at Ryan Nilsson underscore on Instagram. Where can they find you, Jack Farmer? You can find me at all sorts of places, starting at jackcfarmer.com, at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can check me out on the WWE Raw after show every Monday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also check out an article I just posted on After Buzz. It's about the seven different types of wrestling fans. Google it, check it out, and tell you which, which fan are you? What kind of wrestling fan are you? You got to read it to know what I'm talking about, though. So look that up. Also, check me and Flobo out every Thursday for Jack and Flobo. Wrestle with your questions at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And until next time, folks, do your best and be yourself. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.